I speak to you in the name of the living God, blessed Trinity, and lover of your souls. Amen. Your teeth fall out as you soar through the air like a superhero. When suddenly you can't find your basketball shoes and you're late for practice. Dreams. Sometimes they truly baffle us. And at other times they seem to enlighten us. They remain one of the oldest biological phenomena that continue to mystify scientists and psychologists, poets and priests. Why do we dream? Well, in some cultures, dreaming is a sacred practice for gaining knowledge, solving a problem, or answering a question about the self. But in the last century, neuroscientists and psychiatrists have gleaned some new insights. Science, it is open to the idea that dreams may connect us to the divine or portend the future as Jacob's dream seems to do in today's Old Testament reading but researchers have not yet identified means to test supernatural hypotheses. And so, explanations for dreaming have taken a more practical and biological approach. Neuroscientists now believe that dreaming's primary physiological function may be to maintain humanity's ability to see. Our ability to see. And here's how. Human brains are extremely flexible, especially when we're first born, and they maintain that plasticity for dozens of years, while, which allows our brain to adapt to, for instance, a trauma, perhaps such as the loss of sight. And if this were to occur at a young age, the portion of your brain allotted to seeing will reconfigure itself. Your other senses, such as hearing or taste, would take up shop. In the brain space formerly used by sight, your brain would adapt. Now all of us close our eyes to sleep for hours on end at night. And if we didn't dream, something similar could occur. Our other senses would have plenty of time to overtake the processing space used in daylight by our visual cortex. But the rapid eye movement that occurs during REM sleep allows us to continue to see with our mind's eye, thus presenting those other four senses of taste, touch, hearing, and smell from taking over the brain's visual cortex when it goes unused each night. So due to the rotation of our planet, the setting of our sun, and the flexibility of our brains, dreams are needed to protect humanity's ability to see. Psychology agrees that the protection of sight is a key factor of dreaming as well, but they focus on a different kind of seeing. Dreams help us to see our memories in symbolic form, a form that our brains can process. Seeing our 
Memories in symbolic form protects us from some of our more traumatic experiences, helping us to learn from our hardships while in a relaxed yet vulnerable state. In 19, the 1900s, Freud explained that dreams seem to organize the traumas of childhood experienced before our psychological defensive functions developed. Though our dreams may include details of recently experienced people, places, and things, the themes of our dreams go back to our very beginnings, to our anxieties over those unmet needs when we were small. Studies show that our most common dreams throughout life continue to be related to school or learning or some kind of studying, as well as dreams about being small and lost or chased and pursued. We dream that we've lost control of our vehicle even though we've been driving for decades, or we suddenly find a lot of money and we can live our lives however we'd like. And on this list of common dreams, we also find ones about seeing angels and encountering God. Which brings us back to Jacob's story in the book of Genesis. Jacob dreams of a ladder that reaches to heaven with angels ascending and descending upon it. And as he watches, God speaks to him. How many Neuroscientists and psychologists both agree that the best interpretation of a dream comes not from a blog on psychoanalysis, but rather from the dreamer himself. And in today's scripture reading, Jacob tells us exactly what his dream means to him. He was filled with fear and awe and trust that the God of his ancestors was going to be there for him. If dreaming's primary function is to protect, then while it helps us process our family's traumas, it may also help us learn how to trust ourselves to protect those family gifts and promises that we've inherited alongside the hardships. And because scripture has been cataloging Jacob's family lineage and story for generations already, we know that this dream did not begin with Jacob. It was a promise and a portent that had been passed down through his family history. Sixteen chapters ago, Abraham became a nomadic immigrant. He set out with great anxiety and hope. And that's when Jacob's grandfather received the first promise from God. I will be your God and use your family to build a nation and bless the earth. And 10 chapters ago, there was a severe famine, and Isaac feared for his family's survival. This was Jacob's father. And God reiterated the family promise to Isaac at that time. And today, six chapters after that, God gives Jacob the family promise again in a dream on the first week that Jacob sets out on his own, he decides to leave his family behind into a great transition. Each time the family experiences a situation of extreme anxiety or trauma or transition, the family dream is reiterated. 
for Jacob, quite literally, while he is asleep. He's reminded that no matter what happens, God is with him and will bless his family. Protection and promise and portent. The family dreams always come when something worrisome is happening. But it also comes with the promise of God's presence and protection. These are the themes of Jacob's family's dream. And perhaps they're themes in your family's dream too. How far back do your family dreams go? Were they immigrant dreams like Abraham's? Were they born out of family trauma like Isaac's? Or are you the bearer of the self-made story like Jacob, the one who decided to do something different than what your family had always done? These are the themes of all our dreams, all of humankind's dreams. They draw on our traumatic past. They help us make meaning of our lives. And if there's something universal to glean from Jacob's dream today of angels ascending and descending from heaven, perhaps it's that dreams are the place where the material world does meet the spiritual world. Where what we know and we think we understand meets what we know we do not know or have yet to understand. Dreams are a likely place to meet God. The place where the ethereal meets the hard rock of reality, Jacob lay his head upon a stone and slept. And when he did, the heavens opened and a comforting voice reassured him, I am the God of your ancestors, the God of your parents. And as I promise them, I promise you, the earth will be blessed through you, through your descendants, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. Perhaps this is the message God intended for all our dreaming. Psychologists can affirm that some of our most intense dreams come at the threshold of transition, at moments of decision-making for our lives. And these thresholds are not simple boundaries. You may find yourself at one today. At transitions, great complexity of emotion come alive, confusion, fear, excitement, sadness, hope. And such vital crossings are always clothed in ritual and some kind of reiteration of the family dream. Sometimes we choose to accept it. We choose to live into the family story and sometimes we choose to reject it and to strive to shape our own story. Jacob found a place of belonging in his family's story, even as he decided to separate from his family. Regardless of the outcome of our decision-making, our dreams are always organizing our pasts, and we must listen inward with complete attention to the places and the moments we hear the inner voice of God calling us forward. At the threshold of transition, the possibilities of our family's histories, of old promises for blessing and protection, come to us in dreams that draw for us 
out our anxieties and stir in us courage to trust God in whatever may be emerging. Dreams are the rearview mirror in our earthly travels. And I hope that Jacob's learning from his dream can be our learning too. When Jacob awoke, he exclaimed, surely the Lord is in this place and I didn't know it. Dreams, they protect our ability to see and perhaps they even protect our ability to see God. To see God's presence in our lives here and now and especially at those times we were convinced that God wasn't there. It can be so easy to forget our dreams. But may we never forget the ways in which those dreams can reassure us of God's everlasting presence. So as you cross the thresholds in your life, may the heavens open for you as they did for Jacob. May your dreams always protect you. May you rise refreshed by the new dawn, renewed by the reassurance that only sleep can bring. And be reminded that indeed God is with you in this place and has been with you and with your family all along.